0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Hey, I'm Ray. And I'm
1: Dean. And we're from Joy Breakfast.
0: We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast. You're on Joy Breakfast with Rach and Dean, and after training at the University of Manchester, Dr. Nick Rhodes brings a mix of expertise and relatability to his work.
1: From medical education at the University of Melbourne to general practice at Clarity, Clarity to general practice at Clarity Medical in St Kilda East, some of Nick's specialties include sexual health and gender affirming care.
0: Thanks for joining us this morning, Nick.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Now, how's, how has your own experience helped inform you on your practices and how you work in supporting the LGBTQIA community?
2: So I think as a gay man myself, you know, we're all exposed to different pressures and um, experiences. And being now a gay GP, and I have been for 11 years, um, it's nice to be able to address some of those issues that patients face. Um, so, when we form Clarity Medical, we wanted to create a space that feels safe for everybody.
1: Do you think that's a really important way to do that? You have that lived experience. It can make someone else feel more comfortable. And uh, that's what you would want in a medical professional as well?
2: Yeah, I think it does. I don't think it's essential. So, my business partner, Katie, she's a cis female. So, I guess as a gay man myself, yes, um, the lived experience is helpful and it helps me to relate to patients in a different way. Um, and I think. It's, uh, it's actually something that patients look for in a GP sometimes. So one of my top searches for people looking for me would be a gay GP.
0: How do you create a welcoming environment, especially for trans and gender diverse folk who are coming into your clinic?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the environment itself is really important. So we've spent a long time looking at the building, how we can make it welcoming, comfortable. Um, it feels like a safe space to be. Even just simple things like there's a, a rainbow flag on the window. So, you know, people know instantly that it's a safe space. Right. Um, but the space is open. Um, we have an open door policy. So if uh, people are walking down the corridor, they can see in. And it's not a closed space.
1: We do have a note here saying the building is particularly stunning.
0: That note came from me. I I Googled you this morning and I was on the Instagram and the actual (laughs) building itself is gorgeous.
2: It's a cute little building. So yeah, it's on Dandenong Road in St Kilda East and it's, um, yeah, it's pretty.
1: Look, yes. this is look. these are some of the things that we need to think of when we're providing safe and affirming care for LGBTIQA plus people because that is so varied and that is so different depending on where you sit in your space, your place or even in the acronym that exists. So what are some of the more common health concerns you hear from LGBTIQA plus folk who are coming to visit the clinic? I think one of the more disappointing things is we hear
2: that they've been to other um, medical centers other gps and they haven't been given a safe space and they haven't they've felt very judged um you know sometimes people come and talk to us about sex and all sorts of other things and they just want to have somewhere where they can actually do that safely and not feel judged and discriminated against.
0: I can't tell you how many times mm. I've been to a GP and it's, or like my regular GP's away and they're like, so what contraceptives are you on? And I'm like, nothing. And they're like, well, why?
1: I've had that same experience. Well, not that same experience because they're not asking <laughs> me about contraceptives, but um, where you, they don't even get into the narrative about what I'm whether I'm doing anything with my sex life. But the minute they hear I'm gay, they ask um, immediately about my sexual practice. I think so sometimes when it comes to being a GP, I guess you're looking at everything. So how do you break that down so it can be in a more informed way so that you can connect with your patient to be able to communicate with them well to find out their needs?
2: Yeah. And what we try to practice is obviously holistic care and that involves a bit of everything. General practice is everything. So we do cradle to grave medicine. LGBT is part of that. Um, but we try to, um, you can't always do it in one 15 minute consult. Yeah. But a lot of what we do is building relationships with patients over time. Um, so we have patient. there's a lot of evidence that's actually just come out recently showing that the best um, care that can be offered is with single point practice. So having the same GP over your lifetime is shown to massively improve health outcomes, reduce hospital emissions. So that, you know it, it's about building these relationships so that patients feel comfortable to a, tell us what's going on and then we can actually help them more. So you're never going to retire, is that what you're telling I'm us? I'm certainly not leaving here, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've never heard the term cradle to grave, but that's a really great way of putting it. And I know that it is equally as important for people who are same-sex parents to find someone to care for their child who is not going to discriminate. Do you see many young people come through your clinics? When I say young people, I mean infants.
2: Uh, Yeah, we absolutely do. We see see all spectrums of life. So right from cradle to grave, it's probably a bit of a British term. My uh, business partner, Katie, she does a lot of women's health particularly, but also she does shared care. So she takes women of um, all sexual orientation through right from um, preconception through to delivering
0: wow love that so important love continuity of care that's great it's
1: absolutely wonderful now you also focus on one of your interest areas are men's health so what are some of the mental health concerns or issues that you are finding particularly affect men
2: So men's health, uh, very different to women's health. We men typically do not like to go to see the doctor. It's important to kind of engage men as much as we can when they take that opportunity to come and seek health. COVID obviously has been incredibly difficult. We've seen an uptick in all kinds of mental health, but also on the flip side of that, some good aspects that people are actually seeking mental health care earlier.
0: Is there anything else that you think sets your clinic apart from other doctor's clinics in the area?
2: I think um, we have a variety of practitioners. So we've got myself, my business partner, Katie. Uh, We've also got Nick Carr, who's a very experienced, uh, slightly older GP, and he brings a wealth of experience from rural practice. Mm -hmm. Um, So he practiced for a long time in rural WA. He can deliver your baby. He can cut out your skin cancer. He can (laughs) do just about anything.
0: Oh, like a jack of all trades. I was just saying MacGyver. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nick, for joining us. You can find out more information at claritymedical.com.au.
1: Thanks for joining us this morning on the
2: show. Great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Hey, I'm Rage. And
0: I'm Dean. And I hope you enjoyed this little
1: snippet of the fun we bring to air as a part of Joy Breakfast during weekdays.
0: Don't forget to tune in from 7 till 9am or like and subscribe to the Joy Podcast. And keep yourself out loud and proud.